Yes, grab your torch, dip it into this podcast, because we've got merge beer to drink. Welcome to No Buffs. We're back to recap episode six of Survivor 41. I'm Jay Skeets. With my final three, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. yo. And No Dunks super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And I know what you're thinking right away. Where's Jason? Where's Jason Concepcion? Well, the truth is, we played a little rock, paper, scissors and decided to send Jason to Exile Island for a week with very It's a tough rice. one. Yeah, but he'll be back and, you know, probes might show up and give him an advantage. So who knows what to expect next week here on No Bus. But he's not here, unfortunately, for today's show. Or maybe he just watched last night's episode and was like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's there to talk about? Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, what a weird, weird episode. Shout out to the live tribe, though, right now, our loyal loyal. Viewers joining us live on YouTube every Thursday afternoon here. Thanks so much, guys. Got a great comment right away. Uh, Bradley, season 41, drop the four, add the one, divide by two, times by six, and tell everyone all your secrets. <laughs> You're not wrong, Bradley. Can be a bit convoluted out there on the island. Yes, yes. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to No Bus on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. And if you can, leave your boys a rating and review. Send in your questions, comments, screen grabs, whatever you want about Survivor 41. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Just throw Survivor in the subject line. Or tweet them in, at nodunksinc, or leave them in the YouTube comments below. So we're going to do things a little bit differently here on today's No Buffs. Um, if Survivor can do it, then so can we. Why right? not? Right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Going to do 45 minutes, then we're going to smash an hourglass and start from the beginning and do it a different way. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not going to go through this episode scene by scene because I don't want to bury the lead here. We're going to jump right to this merge, semi-merge, uh, mergatory, I guess it's being labeled. That was a good line. I yeah, that was that pretty too. good from Xander. Um, it was wild. You know, they get tree mail. Sure sounds like, uh, we're all merging, they get there, drop your buffs, everybody's excited, and then Propes hits them with the twist. You gotta earn your way into this merge. We're gonna draw for two teams. The winning team, they get a buff, uh, which, uh, spoiler, Nasir is very happy about. <laughs> uh, you get a feast, because it is the merge, and you don't have to compete in individual immunity. You basically get like a, a free pass which is nice. The losing team, no buff, no feast, and you must compete for individual immunity and then vote someone out before you actually merge. The added twist, or drawn rocks, whoever gets the two gray rocks just sits out the challenge and has their fate decided by the winning team. Then, a whole other twist, which we learn later in this episode, is the person who ends up being Erica on Exile Island for two days Prope shows up and gives her this crazy power of, hey, here's an hourglass, here's a hammer. If you want to, you can smash this thing and we're going back in time. You can kill baby Hitler. You can change the course of history. Uh, no, you can basically just erase what happens in the challenge. The winning team is now got to go into immunity and they got to play and everybody that lost, they're safe. So that was a lot there because it is, Trey. What did you think of these crazy twists here at the merge and just this episode in general? Well, this was an episode of Survivor, but like Sarah Gray mentions here in the live tribe, maybe Exhibit could have shown up because I heard you like twists. So I put a twist in your twist so you could twist whilst you twist. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. When Jeff looked me dead in the eye and said, 
Nobody's getting voted off this episode. I felt like I had road rage skeets. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? I said to Laura, uh, I think she could hear the exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point in my voice. What? I almost turned the episode off then. Uh, once we heard that nobody was going to get voted out. That being said, I think Dalton Ross at uh, Entertainment Weekly is right. I like the idea of messing with the merge a little bit. Okay. Had it just sure. been the stuff where you split the two, uh, everybody comes together, you split them into two fake tribes, kind of. They go through the challenge, and then that splits into this half the group uh, in the red, with the red buffs is fine for the next immunity challenge. They yeah. don't even have to compete. That would have been great. I think that would have been a cool way to change something up that's kind of stayed the same for the majority of the game. But then once they threw all this, basically everything you watched didn't actually happen into the challenge. I was furious, I would say. I'm seeing some people in the live tribe say this is the worst episode of Survivor ever. I'm also seeing some people saying they really liked it. I fall more into the former camp, I would say. Okay, well, let's hear from JD. What, what did you think of this crazy merge twists, plural, and uh, this episode in general? Are you a fan or not? Uh, I am a fan of big swings in general. Uh, this is overly convoluted, but I agree with Trey that, sure, mix it up. Make the merge that much harder to get into. Uh, but, yeah, I was... Uh, I too was, if we weren't doing this show, I probably, I, I you know what? I, there's a new episode of Dope Sick. Maybe I'll watch that instead. But, <laughs> you know, I stuck with it because we're doing the show and we have to talk about it. And But, uh, you know, I don't mind a two-parter. I don't mind a cliffhanger. Not that it was much of a cliffhanger. No, it was just that's like, the problem, isn't it? Like, this, totally. is a, 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 this is not a cliffhanger. That's the That's my real issue with the whole episode. It make it a two-hour episode. Who's watching Tough as Nails? <laughs> like, who's watching that show? I see the promos for that show, yeah, and it's like, know. it's like, oh, I'm watching people work. That sounds really good, you know. Like, there's probably, there's like no twists on that show. You go to work, you work hard. Maybe there, maybe there's a winner. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Give us an hour. Like, I mean, come on. Like, make it a two-hour episode. They've done that before. I mean, you know, you want to be convoluted, but you don't want to give us time to wrap our heads around it, and you just make it uh, you just make it so goddamn complicated. And ultimately, I, I, I'm again, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with you trying to them trying to mix it up and 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 earn your way again into the merge, but also. What have we been doing this last 12 days? I thought I was earning my way into right. the merge <laughs> yeah. by outlasting and outwitting and outplaying. Okay, you've got another hurdle for me to jump over. And uh, okay, fine. It's a shorter game and you want to make it harder. Uh, you know, and poor Erica is just like, uh, at least the the silver lining with all of this is Erica now knows exactly where she stands if, as if she didn't know before, but now it's confirmed. It's basically like she got voted out mm-hmm. uh, for, a, for a tribe that hasn't had tribal council yet. So so that there's that, I guess. Um, and now she has this crazy amount of power uh, and she's going to smash that, that hourglass, I assume, right? I oh, mean, my God. I mean, how can she not? Like, this will be truly <laughs> insane, especially, like, the whole episode is named after a line she said, that right. she's ready to play like a lion. It will be hilarious if the cliffhanger, and we come back next episode, she's like, no, I'm good. 
We're just going to keep it the same. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. That would be so, so weird. Uh, and that is a huge part, again, of my issue with the episode. It's like, it's, yeah, duh, she's doing this. Like you said, JD. Why wouldn't she? She knows where she lies. It's like, no, like she's a free pass through to the next one. Things change so quickly on Survivor. Yeah, some people are going to be upset with you. Who cares? Who right. cares? By the Who cares? two days later, everything will be uh, flipped on its head and somebody else will be in trouble. So she's doing this. The other thing is, and Brian wrote this into us, why have Jeff essentially ruined the cliffhanger of this episode before the challenge? Why did they have to do this breaking the fourth wall and telling us what was going to happen here that nobody's going home? There's no tribal council. My, my, my gut says they even knew this was going to fall a little flat. And so they're like, well, let's get ahead of it. <laughs> yeah, let's that's, just, yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's just say, uh, hey, this is what's going on here. And you're going to be upset anyway, but maybe not as upset if the episode ends and then you're suddenly like, you just see a part two uh, coming next week. I don't know, maybe that would have been better at this point. Yeah, I'm maybe sure. they were trying to avoid like a Sopranos situation where the very last scene, it just ended and everybody's like... Wait, is this over? Right, right. Maybe right. that's what Jeff was doing when he was talking to Tim Duncan's brother out there about what was going down. <laughs> I will say, as far as the Jeff breaking the fourth wall, this one felt necessary to me again. Him kind of like breaking the news to us and, you know, getting them excited. And I did like a little bit of tension with them. You could actually like see them walking Coming through in, the background. Yeah. And he's got to like hurry through his lines so that Jamie Taco doesn't steal them. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> but, uh, that being said, it was like, you, this is the twist of the episode, and you're giving us the twist yeah. 10 minutes in. Very strange. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you, JD. I would have loved to see a two-hour episode. Otherwise, like, this cliffhanger that ain't a cliffhanger, it better be a banger next week to make up for this week. <laughs> right. it, yeah, it has to. Yeah, again, Brian is like, wouldn't it have just been more interesting in terms of just watching the episode to have Erica go to Exile Island? Okay. Of course, not know she's going to receive the major advantage because Probst also told us that. He's like, you know, whoever goes there is going to get this uh, power. Yeah, it's like, I mean, now look, I know we would assume that anyway, but come on, like leave something for a surprise. Uh, And then, yeah, just really lean into the two-part episode. We've had, Survivor Wiki says we've had, you know, cliffhangers before. Oh, like sure. Pearl Islands uh, is sort of a famous one. It was called What the Dot 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 Question Mark, and that was like a two-parter. Uh, Panama had one. Edge of Extinction had one. So this has happened before. It's just, this is just a lame cliffhanger. Because, again, we're all convinced she's doing it. it, it right. Like, try and tell me she's not. I can't even think up of any reason why she wouldn't. Any at all. So unless, do you have it? Yeah. Especially the, well, the confusing rule that we were sort of talking about off air earlier today, she, if she doesn't do it, she has to take part in this uh, immunity channel challenge, and she could be on the block anyways. But if she smashes it, she has immunity. And yeah. she already knows she's at the bottom of her tribe, and she's going to be out of the mix for two nights. I mean, that's crazy. Of course she's going to, she'd be crazy not to. Yeah. Yeah, she's got to smash it and she will. I suppose the argument is is that if she smashes it and she puts all the people who have the red buffs up for uh, they're losing their immunity, theoretically they're going to be pissed at her, uh, right? right? Like I mean, they did just have to go through this really tough immunity challenge. They thought they had it won. At least they got a delicious feast out of it. Yeah. But now you're going up against the vote. I can see the argument there that it would be a tough spot for her to be in, but she also has to do it. And yeah. like you're saying, Skeets, I mean, 
Who knows? Uh, you know, she smashes the thing. They, the other half goes through an immunity challenge. Who knows what happens two days later? There's not a lot of risk exactly. for Erica in smashing this thing. No, I, I don't think so at all. Uh, it would have been fascinating if Nasir had been selected to go to Exile Island. Then you could talk yourself into, well, should he do it? Because he would have his his Luvu bros there yep. that had won... Uh, had sent him, maybe as in like a, hey, better for you to have the power, better for you to have all the information. Uh, you know, you can survive. You're, you're you're incredible. You could live 100 days out there, I'm sure. Uh, and then would he have done it? That would have been fascinating, maybe. Yeah. But her, all we've been told the last couple of episodes is like, she knows she's at the bottom of her tribe. She knows she's probably not like an individual immunity threat. I mean, we don't know what it is. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's something she could excel at, but sort of unlikely against some of the other people she'd be going up against. It's just, just smash that damn thing. So totally. she's <laughs> going to be doing that. it. I guess did probe say you got to smash this before you leave the Island. Right. I think he said that. Mm. Yeah. And, there was a time there was like, you can sleep on it basically is what I, yeah. What Cause I she's there for two nights. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm jumping right to the end. The tease for next week is her standing there appearing to having to tell everybody her decision. So right. what she's just going to be like, um, I'm actually not competing in this, nor are you guys that won. Because I smashed this thing and he gave me the power and the opportunity to do this and, and, I'm, and I'm doing it. So she well, has to, of course, tell them. Well, hopefully they, she, she tells the producers, yeah, I'm smashing this thing. Or not even. And then she has to do, smash it in front of them. Right? Wow. Like, no, that's why, I, that's why I asked if she had to do it on the island. That's what I, I right. think she's going to be doing it there. But you're right, Jenny. It'd be cool if she showed up with it and says, here's my decision and smashes it right in front smash. of them. That would really piss them off. Yeah. yeah. I don't even mind this game flipping thing, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people are pissed off about it because they, you know, they're they're going to be furious. Like, I, I, like that challenge looked very, very difficult. Like those big boulders and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like that looked brutal. And then to you know to have persevered through that and. Mind you, they had a much they had a, a physical uh, advantage, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, to persevere through that and win immunity, get the feast, think you're safe, and then to have that flipped. I mean, that's designed to have the tribe that's going to lose that power uh, be absolutely livid with her. Yeah, which is great. That's going to be very good TV. I hope. I mean, I don't know. And I, uh, Trey, you, you mentioned you you didn't mind the breaking of the fourth wall. I. This was one of the worst ones for me, honestly. Okay, why? Completely unnecessary because he explains it right after. Like, and as uh, as Brian points <laughs> okay. out, true, he spoil he spoils it. He spoils so, it for us. He's literally just telling us uh, there's no tribal council, guys. So just be ready for that. Right, and then he's <laughs> please stay watching. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's doing this very convoluted tease of what's coming. Right. And then we cut to the shot of, oh, there's the camera person. Oh, and there's they're all the they're all sneaking in. He's like, oh, here they come. But I, I'm trying to concentrate on what fucking stupid thing he's telling me again. And I'm just like, hold on. Wait, wait. Oh, they, they are coming in. Oh, we're breaking the fourth, the fifth wall now. It's just I found the whole thing very discombobulating right. and completely unnecessary. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's I, it's such a stunning lack of confidence that I feel like they have 
I don't know if it's because uh, because we're coming off a pandemic and they're like really trying to dance as fast as they can to get people to stick stick around and watch mm-hmm. the shows, or they're competing with themselves on streaming net networks where there's you know you could you could go on Paramount Plus and watch forty episodes of or forty seasons of this thing, uh, and I really hope it's not because oh, and this is how TV people think sometimes is just like oh this is our most diverse cast ever let's make it as interesting as possible uh and i really hope it's not that because oh. i think the cast is amazing and mm-hmm. and uh and if this season is a failure it's because of all these dumb twists within twists within mm-hmm. twists and uh yeah so you know we watched the uh, great british bake off last season with uh, the great peter sawkins one that show has such a quiet confidence to it. You know what I mean? And I've, I think I mentioned this before where it's just like, you know, it's about baking. It's a baking competition. It's a two hour episode every single time. And they have the confidence to whenever they're tasting whatever they're making, all the music goes away. And all you can, and it's literally silence except for, you know what I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> This show is hugely popular in this country, all over the world, right? Like, yeah. don't underestimate the audiences, you know? Like, y- you don't have to let the game be the game. I don't know what I'm saying here. I'm just saying, yeah, like, no. I, it's just like all of this, yeah, razzmatazz, guys, let's get it. Like, Survivor's <laughs> pretty cool already. Like, right. all of these curveballs, it's just, it's really just pissing people off. I think long-timer Ziggy is completely right. The show's getting more complicated and dumbed down simultaneously. Right. Because at this point, point, like, keeping track of the advantages and what they actually mean, and this was a twist on a twist on a twist, that is a little bit confusing to actually follow. But on the other hand, somehow this is becoming Fast and Furious as well, where you're <laughs> never really voted off. You're never really getting an immunity idol. You're never really, you know, uh, going to be suffering any sort of consequences. Like, it seems like something bad happens, but then suddenly you're Han and you're coming back a second time. It doesn't make sense. Right. And so it's like a little too big brothery to me, mm. to be quite honest. And like, if this is what it was like in season 10, I don't know that I would have made it to season 40. Right. Mm. Okay. Too well, twisty. That's interesting. Um, just back to Probst uh, breaking the fourth wall in this episode. It would have been okay, right, if he said, and by the way, they're coming in, but tough as nails coming up next. Okay? So don't go anywhere. Uh, the no, crazy w- thing about tough as nails to me is that every preview makes it look like it's the very first episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what's going on there? I think he's uh, working on the Boston project. Rob involved in tough as he's nails? He's somehow involved, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's on. It, is he actually on the show? Because I he did know. pop up for one of the promos going, <laughs> hey, I'm it's me, Boston Rob. I'm Check out this really it. cool show. Yakety, yakety, yak. Um, I think what you were saying there, JD, when you were getting all worked up, and this was my thoughts with this episode, especially with Survivor in this season, the merge episode is generally awesome. Yeah. It's usually one of the better episodes of the entire season because, oh my God, we're bringing these tribes together, especially like a tribe like Luvu. They haven't even been. Are they going to stay tight? I mean, we saw that scene like, hey guys. Uh, I know we've wanted to try and kill each other here for a couple episodes now, but everybody cool? Let's just uh, let's just go to the final six and we'll just get there. Like, yeah, right. Uh, smart play. That's what you say. No, they're not going to do it. But like, yeah, it's usually a great episode. You don't need to do a twist upon a twist upon a twist. It, for, for a, you don't really need to do it at all, 
but you especially don't need to do it in a merge episode. Now, the counter to that is all they're trying to do is these guys are all survivor nerds. They're all super fans. They know the flow of the game for the most part. So they think they know how they're going to attack this. They think they have their plans in place and then haha suckers, uh, you know, jokes on you. Uh, I get that. And and sure they're going to be angry. They're going to be furious. They're going to find out right there. You got to imagine that Erica broke this thing. We're flipping it on its head. And I like that at least these six people that, that won the challenge, their, their, their minds have probably like, their, their game bots probably been turned down a little mm-hmm. bit because, ah, uh, you know, we're good for a round. Yeah, we're still voting. We got to make a decision, but we're good. Yeah. And uh, wow, that's going to be like, if she does ultimately break this thing and we think she will, that'll, that will be exciting to see those six that thought they were safe have to like panic. Panic in the sense like, my God, now I got to win individual immunity. Do I have to play any of these challenge or advantages I have? And then, holy crap, I hope it's not me and let's try and get this vote together. So right. maybe, uh, maybe, you know, maybe it ends up working and it might, but yeah, why not? Why not a two hour episode or why not really... Why not even call it part one? Because they don't really call it that. They didn't call it that. And then mm-hmm. they had probes sort of spoiling it. So uh, with the challenge itself, though, any thoughts or highlights from this? The blue team, by the way, the team that has won, Danny, Deshaun, Sydney, Ricard, and Evie. The yellow team, which lost, Xander, Tiffany, Liana, Shan, and Heather. And then Nasir and Erica were the two. Gray Rocks, Erica on Exile Island. We'll get into her a whole lot more. And Nasir, he's good. Because of paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, probably from Danny. But yeah, thoughts on the challenge, Trey. Uh, it did look pretty grueling. I mean, Xander was beaten up. He had like oh, yeah. raspberries all over He's going to be thrilled when he finds out that Erica smashed that hourglass. He's going to be like, totally worth it having everybody <laughs> walk on me. Okay, I'm fine with that now. Um, but actually, I thought this was a pretty solid challenge. I really, the huge boulder was great. Have they done that before with, like, a huge ball stuck in the ground? I don't remember no, that. No, not stuck in the ground. We've seen giant boulders yeah. once or twice before, but nothing like that. Nora was like, where do they get that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great and point. I was where like, do they, yeah, I mean, they made the it. The producer's job is just winding up a ball of yarn <laughs> the whole time. Uh, because, you know, it's not paper mache. I heard Tyson talking about it on his podcast. Like, those things are heavy, and it appeared heavy. Like, they're a couple mm. hundred pounds at least. So, yeah, that, lo- that part looked tough, uh, Trey. But I don't think they've ever done the dig it out of the sand part and then get it going. Yeah, Ian here in the live tribe is saying Gabon had a yeah, giant boulder. Right. So maybe that is true. We'd have to go back and check. But yeah. when they brought... When they dug that thing out, I said to Laura, that's a big boulder. <laughs> I think it was huge, man. <laughs> well, Gabon, uh, for those that do remember, Ian Must, uh, I think they had like a weird soccer game. They had a net at the bottom of a hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they okay. a giant boulder down and then there must have been some like hitting it or something. I don't know. There was some weird thing where they're trying to get it in the goal, but that was a giant boulder. You're right. Keep going though, Trey. Uh, I like that. I like the giant boulder. I liked um, Jeff was really selling the teamwork from the losing oh, yeah. tribe. Some Too of the much. greatest teamwork we've ever seen in Survivor history. Oh, God, me huge eye roll after he said that. It's like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> like Xander is carrying you across up the up up the ramp there i mean come on i mean yeah they were working together but that's what you do like it's yeah. not the greatest of all time in the history of survivor please yeah that was that was a bit of an over exaggeration though i will say you mean 
Jeff has to give that tribe props because as soon as you saw they had oh. Heather, I was like, oh, they're going to lose. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely going to lose. I mean, they were completely outmatched physically because Danny, I don't know if this is true, might be a hot take, best professional athlete to ever be on Survivor. He seems pretty in his prime athletically compared to a guy like Cliff Robinson yeah. or Jeff Kent Scott who were much past their prime. Yep. Scott Pollard as well. And the other thing, he seems like the chillest guy who has ever been a professional athlete that's been on there. Because I'm like, Scott Pollard was all about me. Cliff Robinson, I thought, was kind of... He pretty chill. He was pretty chill, yeah. but he went home pretty early. Yep. Danny feels like he's actually making inroads with his tribe. Like, mm-hmm. he has a position of power. He dominates at every challenge. And he seems really well-liked. You... To me, it's like you can tell the difference. Like, this guy was a role player in the NFL. Like, he was special teams. He played in the defensive backfield. So he had to get along with people. He was not the star out there. He is not a diva at all. I love this guy. Uh, But now, suddenly, after dominating that challenge, trying to win like Jeff told him to, he might be up for uh, getting voted out just like that. Yeah, that's true. This could could backfire, man. And all of these extra votes and... Of course, immunity idols, like, are one of them played, like, next week? Like, when... Because that's when something like that would get played. Because it's like, whoa, we had a plan here, and it's totally out the window now in terms of who we can even vote for. And people panic, I think, and just say, screw that. Not my ass. I'm playing my uh, my idol. But then again, does Leanna steal it from somebody? I mean, it's it's... It could be a convoluted mess here next week, uh, JD, which I, I don't know if it's something you want to hear or not. Uh, I, I'm fine with it being a convoluted mess if it's entertaining and it's mm-hmm. uh, and it makes sense and it uh, uh, and it's just good TV. Um, I am happy uh, if, assuming she she smashes it, that uh, Xander would theoretically be safe, right? Because he would be part of the immune side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Um, I am, I am, you know, uh, move it like looking ahead. I, I like the little, uh, one-on-one with, uh, Nasir and, uh, Xander, two idol holders. Yes. I would love it if somehow they catch wind that Liana has this power and then they have, they give it away. You know what I mean? Like they just mm. give their idol away or yeah. some sort of, uh, play happens like that. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, as as far as the challenge goes, I thought that maybe it's the dad in me, but I was like, oh, this, this seems dangerous. Like, <laughs> they're, like that, standing on the ball, like yeah. when they were pushing it out of the hole, like if it rolled back <laughs> down, <laughs> like it just landed on somebody, I was like, this could be bad. This could be really bad. But uh, I thought this challenge was good. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, pretty entertaining, and and I don't know if the editing made it seem like it was a little closer than it was, you know. Uh, the yellow tribe got up there to the puzzle. Blue tribe struggling at first, like they can't figure it out. And then, then it felt like Trey Ricard like was like, "Oh, it's merch feast!" Yeah. Exclamation mark at the end. <laughs> and he just like got the dance of moving the puzzle pieces around. How you got to get them out of the way. And then he sort of he appeared to kill it. <laughs> but yeah. again, I don't know how really close it was. But it was you know a somewhat of a somewhat of a valiant effort by that yellow tribe that had Tiffany and Heather on it. And it's like, Ooh, yeah, the, the odds are stacked against them here. This mm-hmm. is, this could be a bloodbath and it at least was down to the puzzle. <laughs> so it was down to the amazing. puzzle. And I mean, Xander does come off looking great. Cause he was a yeah. beast in that challenge. He literally carried that tribe up the thing pretty much. Um, I've already said once that 
my downfall on Survivor, no doubt, will be puzzles. And to me, slide puzzles are like the hardest ones to figure uh -oh. out because not only do you have to get the clue, like uh, I think, he, like you said, even um, the Yellow Tribe, they got merge right away, right? Yeah. They're like, merge! Yeah. They knew that. They couldn't put the feast part together, though, because not only do you have to figure out what the puzzle is, you have to figure out how to move everything yeah. back and forth. Confusing. Yeah, yeah, because they only look to be like, uh, I don't know, maybe like two or three slots to move the piece up. Yeah. Uh, Jay, yeah. Like, get it out of the way. Yeah, it was uh, sort of an extra layered puzzle there, but great work there. Blue Tribe got it done. So they have to make the decision. Let's get to this part right here, um, and then we'll take a break and get into all the other things that did happen in this episode. But they have the decision to make of, like, well, who are we sending to Exile Island? Are we sending Nasir? Are we sending Erica? Um, they, of course, come to the agreement to send Erica. Now, Danny says it's because of paper, rock, scissors. Um, he says paper, rock, scissors. Do it's rock, paper, scissors. Come yeah, on. I know. Come on, I know, Danny. I know. It's, <laughs> he said that twice, paper, rock, scissors. Yeah. And now he has me saying it. But yeah, it's definitely rock, paper, scissors. Uh, and if you start with scissors, that's even weirder. Yeah, um, scissors. You cannot start no. with scissors. I'll accept paper because I'm with you. Like Now that I've heard it like five times, yeah. having listened to podcasts and hearing y'all say it. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. I've lost know. my way. I might have to break an hourglass and go back to figure out how I used to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, so we don't see them do it, but that's the reasoning uh, from Danny. What did you think of just going with Nasir to say, come on over, you're going to eat, you're going to be safe, and sending Erica from that blue tribe, uh, JD? Were you, were you shocked at all? No, I'm not shocked at all um, because we know that Erica's on the bottom and, uh, you know, you like to celebrate with your buds, right? I yeah. mean, uh, I don't think uh, you know that there's going to be some kind of advantage. I mean, they all must have – that must have factored into the discussion. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Evie was saying, yeah, but whoever we send is going to get an advantage. But, but they're like, well – He's our he's our guy, so we want to bring him, you know. So uh, ultimately, I guess the the rest of them deferred uh, deferred. And I think Danny even said afterwards, like they he just made that up on the spot. The the paper rock scissors thing, like he was just like, uh, yeah, okay, but I, okay, yeah, he said that, but I was confused by that. They must have done paper rock scissors, rock paper scissors, right there. They didn't show Why? their hands pumping and slapping. It also doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a, a terrible way to pick, right? Like, how do you do... Okay, uh, you be Nasir, and you yeah. be uh, <laughs> yeah. Erica, and that's how you do uh, it, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> really? But, but, okay, I mean, it At seems like a complicated way to it, do it. When Danny said it, I thought he was telling them to play paper, rock, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah. God damn it, Danny. Um... <laughs> And I was like, whoa, can you even do that? Like, you're going to let, you're basically saying, we don't want to decide, we'll just let them decide by playing uh, rock, paper, scissors. I don't think he would have been allowed to do that. Uh, yeah, maybe not. That would have been a smooth move. That would be very smooth. But of course, yeah, they said, they said they did it. I'm led to believe they did it there in their little huddle. Like you said, JD, I'll be Nasir and you be Erica. And, and maybe yeah. they fudged it, maybe they didn't. And then that was the reasoning why. But Danny's whole thing too is he's, he's still worried about this girls alliance, women alliance and he wants to send a woman to exile, a woman to exile island, and keep you know stronger, I guess, with uh, Nasir uh, by his side here as another male. He keeps up, he keeps bringing that up mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for oh, a couple yeah. episodes in a row. I wonder that be his downfall or not. Just uh, a few other things. I noticed this. I watched this twice. I can't believe I watched this episode of all of them twice. <laughs> but 
couple of little things I caught uh, at this part here. Erica, when she's left behind, okay, so so the the blue tribe, the winning tribe, they're pumped. Go get your food. They're off. And Jeff starts telling the uh, yellow tribe, well, unfortunately, you guys don't get a buff. You don't get to eat. You know, you're going to have to go in this uh, immunity challenge here. And Erica, sorry, like you're uh, you're going to Exile Island. You're going to be gone for two nights. Shan has a sincere apology to Erica. Like she is crying. She has like tears in her eyes. Now, she might have tears in her eyes because they're not going to eat. So she's right. upset they lost this challenge. But it comes off as like, a slick little move in just very quickly building a tiny little bond with Erica. Like just that emotional connection of like, this sucks. You know, she, she says sorry to her. When does that like, happen? Wow. As they're right. As they're well, leaving. they're packing up, grabbing their stuff, heading back. And like Erica's like left there alone. Little, little moment. And then another one, I'll just flash forward that I saw from Shan. These are just tiny little things. When the winning tribe came back to the beach, back to, to camp, she's the first one up. Mm-hmm. She's super happy for them. She's hugging Sydney like she's a long lost friend. It's like, man, you can see why this woman is. You can so see why she's a fake good. manipulator. I agree, Trey. Well, then she's damn good at it, man. Because I don't think they're seeing. Is she? If it's that blatant that she's faking this stuff to us on the TV, I don't, you don't think it plays off as disingenuous out there on the island. I don't think she was faking the tears to Erica and like feeling bad again. I think she's upset that she's not eating and they lost. Uh, so it goes hand in hand with then. Let me just put that this this uh, you know grief onto you as well. And I'm sorry that you also are going to have to go alone. I think that was real. Yeah. Yeah. The one where they come back. That could have been fake, sure. To yeah. me, it's a hundred percent gameplay with her, and I think everything is a hundred percent gameplay with her. And you see the difference between uh, like Shan and Nasir, because when Nasir was chose to get oh. the feast, he's like, "Let's go, baby!" <laughs> that's not smart gameplay because that—I mean—that's just gonna piss Erica off. I mean, obviously, he's thinking she's on the bottom, no big deal. We're gonna get her anyways, but. She's going to be mad, whereas Shan knows you got to play the game at all times. So she plays the game at all times. Yeah. JD, anything to add? I do agree with Trey. I think that the the reunion or when they they merge for the first time, I thought I found that totally disingenuous. Okay. I thought it was a, she was laying it on really thick. But the Erica thing, I I didn't I didn't catch that. Mm. Um but I also think that Shan's losing it a little bit because she, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it after the break, but uh, she made a, a couple of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's just, I think she's just at her wits end and it's food and fatigue and just paranoia is starting to take its toll on Shan. Well, that is a perfect time to take our first break. Yeah, we'll get into uh, Shan and Ricard. Uh, their scene that kicked off this episode and the mistake uh, I think you're alluding to, JD, that maybe she made uh, in this one. We'll get to that after a quick break to hear from our sponsors. All right, back with No Buffs, breaking down episode six from Survivor 41. Take a second, hit that like button. Really appreciate it. The live tribe joining us here live on YouTube. Okay, is it controversial to say, JD, that everything else that happened in this episode was actually better than the semi-merge and the Erica twist? Because I think we had some great things going on out there. I uh, totally agree. I don't think it's controversial at all, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Because this one started with a banger. We got an exchange between Shan and Ricard. Kicked off the episode. Shan said she couldn't trust Ricard. Ricard said it was fucked up that Shan came up, with him, <laughs> came up to him five minutes before Tribal 
asking for her extra vote back. Shan said it was bothersome he wouldn't give it back. Ricard then countered that Shan just wanted all the power, and Shan pointed out that she took all the risk. Uh, shout out to Dalton Ross for, uh, you know, breaking that down oh so perfectly, I would say. Um, Ricard eventually hands the advantage back, but Trey, I mean, we were we were almost praying for the two of these, these heavyweights, to, you know, start to turn on each other a little bit more, and this was a heated heated uh, exchange, especially the one at night right after Tribal Council because they can't see each other. It's pitch black. They're lying down having this argument. (laughs) And I actually think that made it uh, more volatile because, you know, when you're looking at each other in the face, you probably tone it down a bit, but they're just like Mm. talking into the air about how angry they are with each other. I thought it was awesome. I love this. Yeah, great exchange, but way too much drama over this extra vote. Like, this extra vote has been the the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Like, everybody's dying around this thing as they keep trying to track it down. I thought this was a mistake on both parts. I think the original mistake would probably be Ricard. Either give it back to her immediately, Mm -hmm. like you said you were going to. Keep the trust. Y'all are solidified going into whatever merge event we're going to happen. That's one way to go. Or flip it. I'm keeping this. I am not giving it back. Trust over Alliance. Done with. We're going our separate ways when we get to this merge event. Instead, he tried to tiptoe it. He tried to talk her into letting him get to keep this thing that she found, that she earned, that she risked for. And to me, it was like, you know, now you've broken the trust and you have to still try and repair it. It's It just seemed completely uh, a botch from Ricard from that standpoint. Like, go either way with this way. Don't try and tiptoe in the middle and then give it back at the end. I just thought that was such a strange thing. As for Shan, just let him have it. Like, who yeah. cares at this point? I don't think it's going to make that big of a deal. Also, wouldn't it be nice to have a locked-in ally going forward? I would think so, but clearly... It feels to me that they are both ready to flip on each other, and it's going to be a matter of who gets who first. Yeah, J.D., what, what did you think of Ricard ultimately giving it back, like Trey said, and Shan, like, really wanting it back? Like, she is, like, I think Tyson compared her to Gollum yeah. with, like, the <laughs> ring from uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. she, she, for some reason, has to have this extra vote. And I know a deal's a deal, but... Yeah, maybe moving forward, if you guys are that tight, maybe it's uh, the best for everybody. If uh, you know you've got the idol and I've got, and he's got the extra vote. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with uh, what Trey is saying. Although I will say that maybe Ricard was just trying to finesse her a little, like try just trying to convince her to, hey, let me keep it. We are now a tribe of two. We're going into a merge. It would be we would be so much stronger. Uh, if we both had a quote-unquote advantage, although an extra vote is that much of an advantage. I mean, it seems like a curse at this point. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and and I think you're exactly right, Trey. Like, Shan should just be like, okay, you have it. You're right. I you know, you did say you were going to give it back to me, but as a show of trust and good faith, us going in, we got to be too strong going into this merge because uh, we're going to be on the bottom we are a tribe of two we, yeah. i mean it's it's it, it, from their perspective at that moment in time there uh, there's no way that they can't believe that they wouldn't be at the very bottom of the merge right of of everybody uh coming together so uh but yeah i think that uh that again i said it before the break uh, i think shan's losing it a bit i think mm-hmm. paranoia is getting to her but ultimately as trey said i mean 
you said you were going to give it back to me after the vote. We did the vote. So just give it back to me. And then he ended up giving it back. So why all the drama? Why? Other than to make a point, maybe, or again, to try to finesse her and get her to just give it to him. So, yeah. Well, well, she did say if we find another one, you get that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for giving me, me permission. So much <laughs> oh, oh, oh so thank you. Great. Really? Well, that's nice to know. Shannon confessional, too, not to his face, but to us. She said, Ricard's been my number one since day one. If you feel like you're with me, you should feel safe, you know. To, uh, to which I say, should you? Yeah, really? I would say absolutely don't yeah. feel safe. Uh, Beef Walton thought you guys were good. He gone. JD obviously thought you guys were good. He gone, and you took all his shit. And then Jeannie <laughs> felt pretty damn safe too with you. So I think Ricard's got a point here uh, that when I'm your uh, number one, maybe is uh, maybe that's not the greatest spot to be in. Oh, last week too, guys. Remember I was saying, I'm convinced, even though it's not happening, that the editors are splicing in shots of snakes when Ricard starts talking. It happened on this one. It absolutely happened. Because this argument between the two of them at night, after Tribal Council, night 11, I think it was, it spills into the morning of day 12, uh, where they're still arguing over this thing. And, you know, that morning shot, they show a snake, you know, slithering around, and then they cut to them still arguing. So is that snake for Shan or is that snake for Ricard? I'm not sure. But I couldn't believe that it took me at least, maybe you guys noticed, it took me until episode six of this season to realize Ricard has a snake tattoo on his arm there. It's like coming up under his buff there. There are other shots of it where you can see it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You may want to put some makeup on that when you're playing Survivor. Mm. I don't think you should have a snake tattoo on you. <laughs> That's why he's got the buff, a half cup. Yeah, 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 maybe so. Yeah. So anyway. this guy. Wow. Now that you mention that, Ricard looks like a straight up Slytherin. Put that oh, back yeah. up, JD. He's dressed <laughs> oh in God, green. Yeah. He's got gray hair and a snake tattoo. If he starts speaking parcel tongue, they need to get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. So. So we'll see what happens with these two again. We, we've thought for a while now, at some point, somebody's going to take a shot. Because the trust is, like, it's just not there. They don't trust each other. <laughs> They've proven that. You know, she has to have everything. He's like, come on, just trust me. We're good. And then she's like, I can't trust you because you said you were going to give it back and you just wouldn't just give it back. I have to, like, plead for it back. So... Yeah, I, I can't I can't wait to see. Though, well, do you, do you think that she's moved on at this point? I mean... <sighs> You saw it, it sort of felt like it, but in the end, he did give the vote back, right? So he, he did. did do what she asked of him. And if you look back, he has been trustworthy to her. I mean, he never d- betrayed her in a- any way. No. In fact, he's helped her. So, I, I mean... I think I think you're right, and I'm looking forward to the to the uh, confrontation between the two of them. But I, I think they could still work together. Uh, but you know, I, I wouldn't. From Shan's point of view, I don't think that that Ricard she should feel that Ricard is not trustworthy at this point. Mm, I mean, right. yeah, they had a fight, but uh, she he did what she asked of him. So. Well, we'll now see. that they're at the merge, those two for at least a couple episodes votes, just lay low. Yeah. Like yeah, don't don't should. I know if you guys are going to war, sure, you know, start getting your soldiers in order and it looks like Shan's doing that. My goodness, she's building a 
a hell of a team, and we'll get to her alliance in a second here. I don't know really what Ricard's doing yet, but uh, just don't do it now. <laughs> just There's more uh, targets. There's a lot more going on. I think you just being the two of you is probably beneficial uh, if these cracks in, in Luvu are to be believed and whatever else is going on. So I, I think that would be their best play, but we'll see. Uh, someone's going to panic first, and it's either like Ricard's either going to like tell somebody and try and get a team together that she has too much, and she's winning this game. Like, that's going to be his his case. Oh, yeah. Like, she's winning the game, guys. So if we get a chance, we have to take her out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Shan's whole thing is, well, I know he's probably going to come for me. And let's just get him. And I'm good with other people now. Liana and what appears to be, and very exciting, uh, this this Black Contestants Alliance. They had a talk. Shan, Liana, Danny, and Deshaun. They get together, Trey, and say, hey, this is pretty cool. Uh, there's usually only one or two black people on this show. It's actually a diverse cast. There's four of us. Uh, maybe we should, you know, have each other's back. Deshaun says we'd be foolish not to work with each other. So it at least appears to us that they're going to try and make this work. Uh, there's almost a quote from every every one of them. Like, oh, yeah, this, uh, you know, this would be sort of cool. This would be awesome. Uh, what would you think of this? I thought it was actually super powerful to see the joy on all of their faces when they were doing their confessional about uh, possibly being able to team up and be the first all-black alliance. I thought that was really cool. And um, honestly, if they do team up together, this is going to be a powerful alliance, you would think. They've got the extra vote in the idol from Shan. They've got the knowledge is power advantage from Liana. And then they've got, you know, the challenge, strength, and the big-time numbers advantage brought from the Luvu tribe with Danny and Deshaun, so... Deshaun has an extra vote, too, that everybody's forgotten about. Yeah, yes, yes, I 100% forgot that that is in play, but... I don't know. It was a... I thought it was a cool scene, um, and I thought that, uh... I don't know, like, for me, the very first alliance in Survivor history is an all-white alliance, right? Like, Richard Hatch's alliance in Survivor Season 1, and that's kind of been the case for 40 seasons of Survivor. Now we have new casting rules on behalf of CBS to make the show more representative of what America is like. Yeah. And I thought it was just very cool to see them teaming up. And then I was also like, if they do team up, this is going to be quite the squad here. Four strong, if they're able to keep that with all the advantages they have and the relationships that they've already built, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, JD, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I, exactly everything that uh, Trey just said. And I love all all of these players. So uh, it's going to be great to see them work together. And now that we are in a merge situation, uh, it's just great to see them mix it up and uh, and we'll see where we go with it. But uh, do you think it will last? I don't. That's, that's what I was just about to say. I, I they're all such good players. Yeah. And uh, they're all very powerful players. As you just listed the uh, all of the advantages that they individually have, I mean, and this this is a game of big moves. So we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, this is Survivor. All alliances. It's great to see them come together, and it's great to see them fall apart. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, it's also great, especially around a merge. That you need the numbers, of course. There are only four people, so that's not enough. With uh, twelve in theory still there, but. If those four stay tight and then they pull in, you know, the the three other people they would need or even two other people, let's say, they would need because they have all these extra votes, um, you know, you just keep them on the outskirts. You have to have basically the, the alliance within the alliance is what I'm getting at here. And so they could be set up pretty nicely for that. Like if Ricard is still good with Shan, there's one. Nasir seems really good. Uh, 
Of course, with Danny and Deshaun, there's another. That's six already. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get one more or you don't, and uh, you could be looking pretty here. Just for those that I don't think you guys are Big Brother fans. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Nah. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't watch this last season. I had watched a, a couple of years uh, running there, but for whatever reason, I, I guess I hadn't watched the last two. But I do know that this summer, six black contestants formed an alliance on Big Brother called The Cookout, and they just ran through the competition and just ousted everyone else, got to the end, and you know, basically most people think one of the most dominant, dominant alliances ever. So we'll see if that uh, you know, somewhat... Uh, happens again here on uh, on Survivor, and I'm with you, Jitty. I love all four of these people. So, yeah. God, go! I'll be cheering for him, especially if like Nasir's in the mix there too, and Ricard. Like, I love those two guys too. Could be, could be a really fun squad. But who knows with Survivor? Okay, back to Shan. The uh, mistake, JD. Mm-hmm. Why don't you set it up? What's the mistake you think she made uh, in this one? Uh, for me, the mistake she made was uh, re- asking Leanna about her advantage right in front of Tiffany, right? Yes, yes. Is that what, is that what you were thinking? That's exactly what I had written down. Yeah. Um, was that just a brain fart? Was I, that just... She was trying to brag is what she was doing. She came in and said, I didn't play it so you could get that advantage, yeah. is what she said to her face. She yeah. was taking credit for Leanna yeah. getting an advantage. And I thought that was like the incredible hubris on Shan's behalf to try and take credit for a move on another tribe's uh, beach. That was crazy to me. I was like, you're getting a little too full of yourself in this respect, Shan. Yeah, but even if she had just done that to Liana, okay, a little weird. I'm with you. But the fact she did in front of Tiffany was the real error. Um, And, you know, Liana was like, well, why why are you saying this? She doesn't know. (laughs) Right. You know, I know everybody tells everybody everything on this uh, season, (laughs) but that was one thing I actually didn't tell everybody. And now, uh, well, now she knows. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, I I think that uh, you're absolutely right, Trey. And she's also, uh, you know, she's in an alliance. Shan is in an alliance with Tiffany, so maybe she's just making the assumption that, oh, Leanne is now part of our alliance or whatever. But, uh, yeah, huge, huge blowing up uh, Leanne's spot. I think that, you know, Shan is still in her confessional saying, oh, I had such a a bonding moment with her. And I do believe that that bonding moment was real. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that they genuinely like each other. But, uh, but. If I'm Leanna, I'm going, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're blowing up my game over here. We just met. We had a nice moment, but we just met, and we're trying to play Survivor here. So I think that hurt her, uh, hurt the alliance with her. And Leanna, unfortunately, she was put on the spot, so I can't blame her for this. But she could have just said, no, I didn't. I didn't get it. I played it safe. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were going to. I just I, I didn't want to give up my vote or anything. And if she had done that, then uh, she could have done that. And, and and Shan would have been like, ha, huh, I thought he had a moment or whatever, but I get it. You know, you wanted to yeah. play it safe. And then and then that vote, that advantage, this really, really powerful advantage would have remained a secret. Like the no one would have known about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I guess there was a move where Liana could have just lied to Tiff and just said, I got an advantage. It's an extra vote. Right. Like, just downplay whatever the advantage is. Yeah. Like, instead, she told her everything. And Did she say everything about it? Uh, she told her that she can take a 
Oh. So she can take the whole idol thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows. She knows the power of knowledge. Oh. Tiffany has the power of knowledge now. Of the I didn't catch that. This is yeah. great. This is great. Because now yeah. Xander's going to find out. And oh. I think we're going to see, here, hold my idol for me. Oh, okay. I, I hope that, that is there, there's going to be a shell game of idols Ooh, at Tribal I Council. Like that. And I'm I, here for it. There was a couple of great theories on Survivor Reddit, and one of them is that, is that now Tiffany, knowing about Liana's knowledge's power uh, advantage, goes to Xander and says, give me your idol. I'll hold on to it. I can play it for you. That would be awesome. And also, there are a lot of people who were suggesting that Shan said this to Liana to drive Liana and Tiffany apart. Because now Tiffany's like, whoa. I can't trust Liana. And Liana's like, "Uh uh-oh, now Tiffany doesn't think she can trust me. Maybe I need to go with Tiffany. Maybe I definitely need to go with Shan now that Tiffany is not on my side. Right. That would be a next level move by Shan. Yeah, I I gotta say, I think that's giving a little too much credit to Shan here. I don't think that was the case. I think it was either she's just thinking they're tight enough or just a brain fart of the, the, like, let me, oh, let's talk about this. That was a a fun thing that happened, a bonding moment. And hey, now you got that? Like, Like, what is it? How cool is it? And it's like, oh yeah, Tiffany's right here. Whoops, mom's standing right Whoops. here. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, did love Tiffany's. I knew you had it. I knew you had it. The finger point killed me. The class. Ah. That's, I mean, pretty funny. Uh, how she she played it pretty smooth. Yeah, I thought you'd be able, she did. like, I knew you had it. I would have done the exact same thing too. Liana then went on to say that Tiffany is a threat in this game, which, considering where she came yeah. from, I think uh, is surprising. But I also don't disagree. Like, people seem to like Tiffany. She does seem to be pretty funny. Uh, I would have liked her to play to the camera even a little bit more in that one. Would have been very funny to see again. But I don't know. It feels like her standing in the game has certainly improved. I love the theory that you guys are bringing up. This this shell game theory of like, yeah, try and and move the idol off somebody that Liana thinks has it. And then therefore she's going to strike out on trying to get it. Flip it on its head though. Is there any way that they could amplify the power of power of knowledge? What I mean by that is, could Liana work with Shan, maybe even Tiffany for crying out loud, and threaten one of the guys that has the idol? So Nasir or Xander, the, the, two, the two males that have one, Shan has the third one. Could they like almost go, and I don't think Liana could technically do it, maybe because of the paperwork uh, that she's not allowed, <laughs> but like, could Shan go, let's say, hear me up, could, could Shan go to Xander and say, we're going to take your idol, okay, I know what's going on here, your idol's going to be taken at Tribal Council, give it to me, let me hold it, and we will take Nasir out instead, like we will go to the other one. Wow. Basically, say the power they have. Again, I don't think Liana could technically do it. I, I wonder if, like, by uh, like by proxy, someone else could. Like, is that the workaround that Shan or, or Tiff could do it? You know, I, would that be legal? <laughs> could you could you scare one of the guys in giving it up? And you're going to say, like, we'll give it back or whatever. Like, whatever move you come up with or whatever, like, uh, you know, scheme you come up with. And then somehow, somehow what I'm getting at is get both of them from them by scaring the other one into, like, well, okay, well... I don't want to lose it at tribal council. So, okay, I'll give it to you. And you'll say you give it back. Okay, cool. And then maybe sounds like a job for Shane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a Ricard plan. First off, so it you does. Want to get him involved. He might think up something like that. And then, yeah, sounds like a plan for Shane. <laughs> and, and, and what's the end game in this scheme? It's 
convince Xander to give up his idol sure. and then just vote Xander out. Sure. I mean, oh, or, or, oh, don't or, do it, or, Xander. Or hold on. I mean, get the idol from one of them. Say yeah. you're going to give it back. Yeah. Screw the other one that has the idol at tribal council. Take it from them with Liana's power of knowledge. You now have it. See you later, that person. And then we're not giving it back to you. Yeah, I I can't see either of those players falling. For <laughs> I don't even know if they could do this. I'm just like spitballing. Why not? Well, of course you could try, right? I mean, yeah. if somebody gives you an idol, they're giving you an idol, right? I yeah. mean, but yeah, that's interesting. I'd be like, well, if you're gonna take it, just go ahead and take take it at tri- uh, tribal council. Use your <laughs> yeah, advantage and right, take right. it. Like, yeah, true, true. But I don't uh, know. I don't know. We've seen crazier things happen. Uh, I think it was on Tyson's podcast too that someone called in with. What if someone has a fake idol that they think is a real idol and Liana were to ask that person that holding the fake idol, do you have an idol? That person thinks it's real and goes, damn, sorry, I do. (laughs) And here you go. What happens in that scenario? (laughs) Okay, I hope that happens. That's, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Is this, does this uh, knowledge is power, does it have to be played at a tribal council? Yes. Okay, that's the uh, only way it possibly makes hold sense. Hold on, I said that with a lot of no, confidence. No, I, I think you're and, right. I think I'm you're not right. sure. It does. it does. I feel like you have to have Jeff around to like oversee how this is all going yeah. down. You know, like you sit down, you pull out the thing, you've got the documentation. I'm allowed to ask this one question. I'm asking to you. Jeff chimes in. You have to answer this yeah, one truthfully. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Hopefully it plays out soon. You know, yeah. there have been so many advantages we've seen so far. None of them played. Yeah. yeah. No. Right? Well, like, no, we no. talk so much about advantages, none of them have been played at all yet. And it's just on. talking about them. Nobody can roll the die anymore, too, right? That's done. Ooh. I think <laughs> you're right. I think it's done. So Is nobody it? did that. I think so. I don't know. People in the life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff just walking around with dice in his pocket. <laughs> um, nobody wants these. <laughs> A few other random notes here that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, I took some screen grabs for some of this. Uh, back to just Erica on Exile Island. I loved her trying to smile through it all when she was arriving to Exile Island, talking to the camera, saying, here's oh, yeah. my tropical vacation resort. <laughs> like, like literally trying to smile it through it. Like, like she's like gritting her teeth. They're like, oh, this isn't that bad. She's a walking, talking grimace emoji. Like, yeah. Uh, she's like, uh, <laughs> oh, God, here I am. Oh, I love that. Uh, just again, trying to trying to make the best of a uh, you know a pretty at the time before Probe showed up, a horrible situation where she's not there and looks like she's not going to be you know eating, of course, and might be going to tribal council and down on the bottom. Um, sticking with her, we did get like a little bit of her backstory uh, and her parents being Filipino and coming to Canada and 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 her growing up with them. I couldn't believe it, JD. We got a blurred out Harvey's. Uh. Shout out to Canada. That's a Harvey's logo on that cup. Uh, burger chain in Canada. I got so excited, JD. Oh, yeah. Erica just enjoyed that meal, whatever she had. <laughs> she was, that is a look of a, a satisfied young woman who just enjoy, enjoyed one of Canada's finest fast food, uh, whatever she had, uh, chicken nuggets or burger or whatever she had. No, but, I uh, mean, uh, isn't what Har- do you order at a Harvey's? Well, a Harvey's, bur- I think, burgers? is known for the square burger. Wasn't no, it? no, no, no. That's a Wendy's. That's <laughs> oh, a that's Wendy's. a Wendy's? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, okay. They're they're known they're they're known for their charbroiled. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Uh, burgers. They're actually on a char 
that they would always say char broiled. Oh. And and it's uh, it's owned by Cara Foods, which owns Swiss Chalet. So the fries are the same. They're they're Swiss Chalet fries, yes. which are like hand cut fries, sort of. But uh, if fast the Canadian fast food, it's it's pretty high up there for me. Well, so, yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Was it not similar in a way to like a like a Subway or a Chipotle where like they were making your burger in front of you too? I think was the whole thing. Correct. I like, think it like, before yeah. Subway even uh, oh. they they brought the, 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 <laughs> the they were the originators of the build your own sandwich kind of yeah. thing and uh, yeah you could put whatever you wanted on it. And, yeah, that's uh, right there. Like you're yeah. pointing at the thing. Yeah, throw some tomatoes on there. More pickles. pickles on. Yeah, more more pickles. More. <laughs> Erica would have been uh, throw more rice. <laughs> More white rice on that. She seemed to enjoy that. Can't blame her. Oh, wow. Not eating a lot out there. No. Um, a couple other random notes. Uh, Nasir. You know, we said how pumped he was when he got chosen. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. You want to tone that down a little bit. But then we got a confessional of him. You know, maybe he had already just eaten, but he's got his buff. He was pumped. He dropped like a woohoo at one point, <laughs> and he was excited about the buff color uh, tray. Also a fan of this. I, I don't know. Is this red or pink? I guess it's sort of pink to me. But. It looks yeah, it's a pink. Yeah. Uh, I saw it as red watching it last night as well, but definitely pink undertones. Yeah, I'm in on this. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. I'm do- I just appreciate Nazir's whole vibe, man. It's like everybody else is there talking strategy. And he's like, this rocks. <laughs> this is sick. He's <laughs> like, this is sick. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, it looks good. He did, uh, going back to when he was chosen to go on the feast, side note, worst merge feast ever, right? Like, cold cuts. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't look uh, amazing. It wasn't great. (laughs) A couple of beers and some cold cuts. But anyway, when- chicken, they they had a- Oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It it didn't look, the the spread didn't look as fabulous as it normally does. I agree. and only half of them got it. But anyways, when he, uh, Trey, you mentioned it before when he was like, yes, I'm in. They, you picked me. I was expecting him to at least turn around and say, I'm sorry, Erica. You know, like, uh, <laughs> nope. uh, yeah, like no, no awareness in that in terms of that. Right. Like, uh, no. and, which I think helped uh Erica realized just how on the bottom she was. It's yeah. like not even Nasir could turn around and say, "I'm I'm so sorry, but uh, I'm going to have a feast now. Uh, uh, enjoy Exile Island or whatever we're calling it." Uh, it. Which could that could be a little foreshadowing into what Nasir's downfall could potentially be, like just a sort of unawareness and uh, not playing a political game uh, mm-hmm. or a diplomatic game, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I laughed both times he said bro to Xander, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Because I think in, in looking at the two of them, you're thinking Xander of the two of them is going to be the one dropping bros, but it's Nasir going, I got you, bro. I, got you, bro. I love that for some reason. He is... Uh, I, I hope he doesn't go home like in a in a thing where he's playing in this because oh, uh, yeah. she breaks it. Now they're playing and then he's just like ultimately voted out. Oh, that would be horrible. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and just final note here, like random one. Uh, did you guys notice in a in a Sydney confessional later in the show that her face was all scraped yes. up? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was weird because right before this confessional, she's walking, um, you know, at, at the at camp with. Uh, off the top of my head, like Tiffany and somebody else, like they're talking and she's totally fine. But so it, it happened, it appeared to have happened after the challenge, of course, after, 
you know, a merge feast had happened. And then she suddenly has this on her face. Uh, so this is going to happen at the next challenge. I bet like, oh. I bet this confessional was taken. Oh. Or this portion was taken. <laughs> I can't remember what she was saying in this one, but yeah, uh, it wasn't much if I remember, but yeah. Okay. Unless, unless it's uh, you know, a fishing accident or something because she, <laughs> we know she's fishing out there and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it probably happens in the next one. So oh, so you think? Oh, so that only leads us to believe even more that Erica's smashing this. Oh thing. yeah, Sydney's competing in this individual immunity challenge. Maybe bites it somehow on the face. Sure, I, I'm throwing yeah. that out there. Okay, I'm, okay, I'll buy I mean, that. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Maybe unless yeah, I, d- I don't remember any other scene where she had this scrape on her face. Yeah. So I, yeah, I know you're saying it. To the future. Yeah. So this <laughs> this scrape face was post feast. It was post feast, at least in the edit. Yeah, like in the in the yes. show. Yeah, interesting. Because you can see. I mean, I don't think she would have been the one to get her face stepped on during that challenge right. with the human ladder. I guess it could have happened. That looked like a rough challenge for sure. But if oh, she like, didn't have it at the feast, like, yeah, then when did it happen? It could be out of order. I, I think, uh, and maybe the live tribe can correct me if I'm wrong. You know, at the feast, she she appears fine. Again, back when they're at the beach all together, all everybody's hugging and all that, she appears fine. So yeah, I, I'm buying your uh, your theory here, JD. Uh, maybe they have to maybe they have to balance something above their head, like uh, on a big pole ten feet in the air, and it pops her in the pops her in the face. Here. Could be. It, it looks like they're on water, though. Uh, oh, where did you see that? I didn't even notice that in the in the the coming up next week. Uh, I oh, felt like they were standing. on a platform oh, okay, okay. over water. That okay, doesn't mean sir. that yeah. uh, that doesn't mean that they don't end up on the land. But I don't think it's going to be a an endurance challenge. Okay, is what okay. I'm saying. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll figure out how she uh, gets that scrape to the face there, Sydney. Okay. We're gonna take we're gonna take one more break. Well, hold on. One last one note. I gotta note. say, okay. just because it didn't come up, also didn't get a screen grab of it because I couldn't go back and watch this one twice. <laughs> just could <laughs> not do it. it for you. Yeah. yeah, I should have. Uh, I feel like I'm a little fuzzy on some of the details with regards to Erica's hourglass because I was laughing so hard when Jeff handed her a sledgehammer. <laughs> it's glass on rocks, buddy. Um, <laughs> it would break pretty easily, but they gave her like a 14-inch sledgehammer to smash this thing. I guess it's got to be dramatic. You know, the the, uh, the weirder part to me was Propes turning the hourglass on its side. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on its side. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was so confusing. <laughs> that, that, it's, it, honestly, like I get the hourglass, like this is the time that has passed, but then... I was expecting it to flip over or something, you know, like yeah. uh, we're going to see the sand. You have this much time, but it was just like, no, you're just going to put it on its side, which you never see. You never see an hourglass <laughs> on its never. side. And then he hands her the, the shillelagh. It looked like a shillelagh. Ever see a shillelagh? <laughs> totally shillelagh. <laughs> You're going to need this. <laughs> shillelagh lace with a pretty face. Um, all right, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, some great questions in Treemail. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, 
fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Ah, wow. Yeah, there's a little treat for the live tribe. That was a Policy Genius ad read uh, from Lily earlier this week. We had to keep it. Policy Genius ended up loving it. It called it top three ad reads of all time. So, <laughs> uh, it's just as funny listening back the second uh, The time. pause when he realizes that the last line he's going to read is... <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to get it right is so funny to me <laughs> oh it's good that's good I, I i really started laughing here the second time listening and watching that back when jd starts laughing like even yeah. jd starts oh, yeah. uh giggling away oh great stuff there um okay before we wrap this bad boy up tree mail time a couple great questions that uh some of you sent in doug Doug G, he's been killing it here on uh, No Bus. He always has great questions. He says, you can smash an hourglass and reverse one event in Survivor history. What do you choose, and what do you think changes afterward? Trey, what do you, what do you got for this? This is a tough question. This might be a strange answer, but give me the shillelagh. I'm busting the hourglass, and I'm going back to right after Survivor Worlds Apart, season 30, Dirty 30. And I'm going into a production meeting and I'm saying, do not cancel the Survivor auction. Mm. We haven't had a Survivor auction auction since Worlds Apart, basically because players stopped going for food and just wanted to go for advantages. In season 30, Shireen convinced everybody to chip in and only go $20 for their letters. Because that's a big thing at this Survivor auction. You would be able to get love from home is what it would call it off of me. A letter or maybe like a little video message or something like that. But Shireen said, but in the past, Jeff had done it where like whoever has the high bid pays 300 bucks. And if everybody else has 300 bucks left, hey, you're getting your letter from home. Cool mm-hmm. stuff. That was nice times. But basically Shireen figured out, hey. If the winning bid is 20 bucks, we all got 20 bucks, then we can save our money for the advantages afterwards. And Jeff did not like that because it got rid of all of the drama at the Survivor Auction. But that's a bummer because the Survivor Auction is actually awesome. There are so many funny parts in it, funny reveals. In Micronesia, Natalie wins a covered item, but it's fruit bat soup. (laughs) (laughs) No interest in fruit bat soup. But then James chimes in. I'll eat it. (laughs) Gets a free bowl of soup, which was really nice for him. Uh, Kagayan is also a very funny one, thanks to Wu. Has one of my all-time favorite Survivor lines when he's watching Jeffra eat. Ooh, get a fat dip of that guac. (laughs) That's the one that's always stuck with me since watching that. But I went back and watched the Survivor auction from that season from Kagayan. It's a pretty good one. And honestly, that's not even the best woo moment. This one is. Take a look. Go for it. Tender. Sushi. Lathered in barbecue. <laughs> Save it for <laughs> Easy work. Wow. Woo-hoo. That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Woo, was horny for ribs. Oh, totally. <laughs> As like was that. Jeff. But uh, man, there are so many great moments. Anytime somebody's given like uh, just an amount of time to eat food is very funny. They're like, you got two minutes. Eat as much as you want. Another great one is Micronesia. Four women are just destroying a gigantic chocolate cake. cake yeah. They only get to eat it for like 60 seconds. So they're just smashing it into <laughs> yeah. their faces. Their hands are obviously covered in cake. And Eric chimes in, he's like, 40 bucks to lick your fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine licking somebody's fingers after like 30 days of not being able to wash your body just to get some chocolate sauce in your mouth? I would do it for sure. Fingers? Yeah. (laughs) Finger licking good. 40 bucks to lick Ceri's fingers. There's been a lot of great stuff at uh, the Survivor auctions but to me they got to bring it back and the easy fix is like don't put advantages in or hide them or yeah or don't tell them that they're going to be in there basically they could easily bring them back at this point now that they've been gone for 11 seasons and you could probably get some of the drama back just by not going so advantage heavy wow i can't believe that is the last time we've had you said it's been a while yeah it's crazy it feels like it's not that long ago but wow that's a good one um jd same question What, what are you uh smashing that hourglass and and reversing here, Survivor history. Yeah, I thought, well, mine's uh, gameplay related, and yeah. it's back uh, uh, Heroes versus Villains, where Tyson accidentally votes himself out. Do you remember this? Uh, Not really. The villains went to Tribal. Uh, the plan was uh, for them to vote Parvati and uh, Russell, Hans, equally, six, yep. uh, three and three. They, they suspected one of them would have an idol, as I remember, and uh, they, uh, what, what basically what ended up happening is that Tyson was like, at the very last second, changed his vote. He was supposed to vote for Russell. Russell said to him, convinced him basically, you know what, I'm going to vote for Parvati. Let's get rid of Parvati because she's such a huge threat. And uh, and he was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to vote for Parvati. And I think Courtney, there was an article afterwards that basically she said, I tried to convince him not to do it. And uh, he does it. Then Parvati plays an idol, and then he he goes home. So it, it was just a, a just a just a stupid mistake from a great player. And uh, I think that he would have had a great chance to win that season mm-hmm. if he had just not made that mistake and not been so impatient to get rid of Parvati. And what a brilliant move by uh, by Russell to basically mm-hmm. convince him, say, "Hey, I'm I'm voting for Parvati," and I. And uh, or whatever he yeah I, I, he ended up voting for Tyson and got rid of him so yeah Elmer is saying here in the live tribe yeah Tyson changed vote it went four three two idol canceled the four votes exactly and, uh, that that's, yeah uh, that does ring a bell now yeah Ooh. brutal 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 uh, yeah there's so many I mean I'm not gonna waste another 15 minutes here going through all <laughs> the things you would like to change because of a favorite player or stuff like that um, I make a great podcast for sure you know they. Uh, the hourglass podcast where we can just go back and uh, reverse a move. Probably what about one single winner you would change skeets? If you were going to hourglass it and give the win to somebody else. Wow. That's really, that's interesting. That's interesting. A lot of the ones that I lo- that I would have liked the person to have won. I also liked the other person they were sitting with, like, you know, like Wendell and Dom. Like, yeah, sure. would I be upset Two good if Dom winners. won? No, but I like where Wendell won. Um, same with um, Yule. 
and uh, Ozzy, if I mm-hmm. if I have that correct. You know, I think Ozzy, I think Ozzy would always been a fascinating win in the sense of like, wow, that guy like really just like challenged Beast his way to the end, and because he was like such a provider and stuff like that. But then I love Yule, and I think he's one of the greatest players ever. So that's that's difficult. And then look, you know. Would you have liked Russell Hans to have won the game? Or is it yeah. better that he didn't because it's his ultimate flaw is that he doesn't really create bonds with people that right. ultimately end up voting for him. It's almost better that way. Like yeah. He's an amazing player, incredible at finding these idols. He's ruthless. He does love the game. But it's like, yeah, man, you're playing a game that's all about being social and being exactly. likable. And you forget that one key part every time. I don't yeah. know. Um, do you have uh, what, one that comes to mind? Trey? What about what about Wu oh. and Tony? I mean, that was Wu and uh, Tony. That's another one though that I love uh, Tony. And- me too, but uh, come on, it would have been great to see Wu win Survivor. I mean, and that yeah. was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Yeah. That, I was going to say mistake. that. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I sort of forgot about but, it. Yeah. Uh, and also going all the way back to uh, Colby and Tina. He made the, basically the same mistake. He brought along Tina instead of uh, I, don't, I can't remember. Keith. Who was it? Yeah. Keith. Keith, that's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Keith had like one of the highest uh, cheek lines on a beard of all time. It looked like his beard came up like to right (laughs) underneath his eyeballs. (laughs) It was crazy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, actually, I think I have my real answer. Remember um, Advantage Geddon where uh, Siri, uh, Siri, excuse me, uh, gets voted out where like, was it something like four things were played or like everybody was safe except for her. Yeah. But it would have been great if she also had something. And what <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if everybody is safe, uh, Jeff Probst has to leave that's or something right, yeah. like that. That would have been that would have been great. He's voted out. Um, that's a fun, fun question though, Doug, and you're killing it here with these cues. Okay, final one here, and then we'll wrap up. This is actually not a question. It's uh, it's from Dalton Ross again, EW. He has an interview with Jeff Probst, and within this interview, Probst is talking about a rock concert that he went to that he was really pumped up about. Uh, and, and then, you know, talks about... Rock is alive and well. Yeah, he talks about the episode and the season and all that. But within this interview, Probst drops a hypothetical twist, okay? This is, this is Jeff Probst spitballing here. A potential twist that maybe we will see, maybe we won't. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it and everybody in the live tribe here. So... This is Probst. He says, at the start of the game, all the players would be told that the first five players voted out will have one chance to get back in the game. When that day arrived, we march them back in, just like the beloved Edge of Extinction twist. We then explain that they will compete together as a tribe in one epic challenge against six random players still remaining in the game. If they win, one of them will ultimately earn their way back into the game. But this challenge requires six players. So those five that came back, they get to choose one player still in the game to join their new tribe. So they choose the player they think will most help them win the challenge. Then, one last twist to complicate matters. (laughs) If they lose, then the player they chose to help them is out of the game. Yeah, gone. (laughs) That's what Pro said. (laughs) That's diabolical. Sort of intriguing. Pretty messy, if I'm being honest, too. But uh, I just wanted to hear your guys' reaction to that. This hypothetical twist from Probst. JD, do you like it or hate it? I mean, I don't hate it. I will say that. And what I don't hate about it is that the players are aware of it going in, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he he did say that they would be told in advance. So that's always been my thing uh, uh, about uh, twists and and new wrinkles that they put into the game. I'm always... I. I have the least 
out of you know people hate extinction uh, edge of extinction and they've hated uh, redemption island i've never minded it that much as because just because it's the a new parameter to the game it's a new rule it's a new twist i'm fine with it but uh yeah the caveat is is uh yeah you you're told ahead of time and uh i think it would make good tv and there's a lot of pressure on that person who gets picked right it's like oh Thanks for picking me. <laughs> well, know? I also thought it was weird, like within this hypothetical. Yes, he says, everybody knows going into the season, the first five people voted out are going to have a chance to get back in the game. Right. But is he also telling them, uh, they're going to pick one of you still in the game. You're going to compete with them. And if your tribe loses, you're out of here. Uh, yeah. Would that be the ultimate like, oh, this is the super twist of the twist. Uh who knows? That would be a horrible way to go out, though. Oh, totally. oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, That's exactly yeah. why this is a big-time no for yeah. me, because you're asking for a Sari situation where somebody who wasn't actually voted out of the game is being eliminated right. from the game. And I think there would also be some shenanigans. Like, if they did it this season, imagine if all of the Yasa tribe, or sorry, the Yua tribe, the green tribe that Shan has gotten so close to and then stabbed in the back... What would stop them from being like, we're picking Shannon losing this challenge, and now she's gone? Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> they, because, Interesting. wow, wow, I hadn't thought about that part. They're like, we're out of the game. Only one Bitter of us jury is coming face. back, but who cares? We're getting her out of here, too. Yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be weird, because you are blowing your own chance to get back in the game, I guess. Uh, yeah, of those people I that are coming so. back. Uh, that's interesting. It opens up a lot of questions. But maybe it's just like uh, the ultimate revenge, because Shad orchestrated so many people getting voted out and it was like all right shan can you imagine oh that's 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 well i mean look we've seen um what did they call it where ozzy like threw it to get into yeah. the chain what, what, what i think that, that was called? redemption Red- wasn't it redemption yeah and then had to do the one-on-one the battles and he just ran duels. through everybody and got yeah. back into the duels and what was the season where um was it burton and lil came back like they actually came back into the game similar to what probes is saying here they they had uh, whoever was voted out. They had a chance to get back in. I, I can't remember right. if that's Pearl Islands or somebody helped me out when the <sighs> heck that happened. Anyway, it was a long time ago, and I know people didn't like it for sure. That the once you're voted out, you should be voted out. Right. Then again, Edge of Extinction is the same thing. Like you're voted out and you got a chance to get back in. The guy won the game for crying out loud, Chris. So crazy, crazy stuff. Okay, let's start wrapping this up, guys. Um, you know, any reactions to next week's tease? There, there wasn't a lot. I mean, it's all about Erica and whether or not she's going to do this. And it sounds like we're all in agreement. She is smashing this thing. Trey, there, there's there's no way she's not, right? <laughs> well, you say we didn't get much of a tease, but we actually got an hour of a tease for the actual episode <laughs> yeah. coming up next week. Yeah. yeah, Erica's smashing it, baby. She'll get her immunity. And then the question becomes, who on the flip side is now in trouble? Ricard, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Because Shan uh, told Liana when they were on Shipwheel Island that... She doesn't trust him. Basically, if I go home, it's because of Ricard. Obviously, Shan is still there, so maybe it doesn't matter as much. Sydney, I suppose, could also be in trouble Yeah. Uh, on the switch up just because it seems like she's maybe been on the bottom of the, the Luvu tribe. So I'm assuming we're getting a smash from Erica and then game on because there's actually a lot of blue Luvu tribe on the current reddish pink tribe right, so they right. haven't had to vote yet and they've been itching to vote so i would imagine that they'll get busy next week yeah we don't even know the tribe name of this new tribe do we yeah. i know sometimes they get to decide but uh sometimes they don't so uh, yeah we'll see okay jd um 
any predictions, I guess, really, for, for next week? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, other than uh, she's going to smash it. Yeah. Uh, I I am hoping for a shell game that we talked about uh, for, of the, uh, the idols. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it, it's it's really sort of anybody's game now. And I, I, I'm looking forward to the reaction uh, to the people who had immunity and now they don't have immunity. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, I think it's just going to be great. And I'm curious to see. We know that the tribe that is flipped to the wrong side of it is going to be furious with Erica. But are we going to – are they going to be – is the other team going to be grateful uh, right. for to her? Uh, and will that – Will that uh, get, uh, offer some goodwill to her, and will she have a better standing in the game than she does right now? Because she is clearly at the very bottom. I was actually shocked at how quickly everybody seemed to be all on the same page. I know it's an easy vote because she's not there, but just like, oh yeah, Erica, let's get just get rid yeah. of Erica. Is 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 this an anti-Canadian uh, sentiment over <laughs> there on the, the island, or well, what's going on? I, I mean. I, I, I think it works on a couple levels. A lot of people don't know her at all, right. like the Green Yellow Tribe. So they're like, well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. Sure. I'm fine with her name being thrown out. Danny wants another woman gone, so it's great for him. Right. And they've wanted her gone for a couple uh, episodes now. And hell, they're thinking about throwing challenges to get her out. So it feels like everybody's just like aligned enough to be like simple. Eh, yep. Really nice and clean here on the first one. And, the, and then we'll figure it out when we get to 11. But yeah. Yeah. It's uh, probably not going to be her if she's uh, if she's smart at all. No. She's smashing that thing just so she's safe. Let alone just forget about forget about who you piss off or who you don't. You're safe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You're good. For, Make it for to the next more. episode. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's right. Yeah. And you've been uh, out of the game for two for two days. I would love to know what it what her ultimate sin was because it has to be more. Well, I want yeah. to believe that it's more than just wanting Sydney out. Like she tried to make a move, you know. And that, that seems to be the, what put her on the bottom. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, as I remember, uh, Nasir did exactly the same thing and he was on the bottom, but uh, he climbed his way out of that hole. So who who knows? I, I, it just it just seemed very unearned her status at the bottom. Other yeah. than her being Canadian, so I'm taking it personally. <laughs> yeah. Taking it personally. She kept she kept talking about Harvey's and how you can make your own burger. Like, everybody's like, "Stop it! We're starving." You keep talking about Harvey's all day. Uh, we don't even know what that like, is. You can make your own burger, so like Subway, and she's like, "No, it was before <laughs> Subway, Subway." Okay. Uh, uh, get her out of here. Okay, I do have a question. Uh, uh, again, uh, assuming she smashes, who's going to be the most pissed off? Who's going to get the best reaction shot? When they find out they have to compete in this thing and that they're no longer safe, Danny, Deshawn, Sydney, Ricard, Evie, or Nasir, who who gives us the the money like frustration or uh, what or you know, freaks out like my gut says Sydney, right? Sydney, it's got to be. Yeah, <laughs> she starts punching her own face. That's yeah. why she's all scraped up. <laughs> <laughs> they get into a uh, just a a, a a complete brawl. She fights it's Jeff Probst. She, <laughs> she fights Probst. She fights. She fights Erica. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that explains those uh, scrapes. Okay, yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably the the most likely uh, reaction. That's the best Trey. Like, can you think of anybody else? The other people are pretty cool cucumbers. I feel like for the most part. Uh, I guess Ricard could be upset. Mm. Yeah, he's always upset looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, I, like he, even if he's not upset, a few episodes later, he's going to bring it up to Erica and be like, hey, you made me go through immunity a second time. She'll be like, yeah, that was six days ago. I had to go live out on an, yeah. an island for two whole nights by myself. 
so I can see him harboring a little bit of animosity as the season goes on. We, we will see. Um, I do have one prediction that I'm going to really lean into. Lean into the bean here. I think I said at the start of the season, even though I made JD my uh, you know sole survivor pick, <laughs> that was stupid. I'm convinced a woman is winning this season. It's been a long time. There's been too many men winning this damn thing. And I noticed this. And I'm really reading into things here. But the start of the episode, this pops up on our screen. Now, here we go. Hashtag Survivor. <laughs> That's a woman standing there. That is yeah. the sole survivor in my mind. Are they telling us that a woman is indeed going to win this season? Uh, I said this to Nora. She's like, uh, no, you're, uh, you're reading into things way too much. No, Bradley's right. That's Heather, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's the only time she ever appears in the episode. Did we even say Heather's name in the last hour 37? Uh, I don't Not a big did. episode for Heather. No, no. Anyway, okay, so I, I'm leaning into that. Uh, before we go, though, game within the game. You guys know I'm playing it. You guys know I'm crushing it, killing it. Um, sort of a tough rebus, if I'm being honest. Here it was this week. Uh, <laughs> you want to have a go at it, GD, really uh. quickly? I don't know if you did it. I did not. Okay. Uh, can, so are you gonna are you gonna struggle with it? I have. Yep. Your. Yep. Jack. Yeah. Jacket. Oh, can no! I have your jacket? Can, can I, have, I your have, have your jacket? Oh, that. Oh, who was that again? That was. Uh, uh, it was Angelina. Oh. Nat- yeah. Was Natalie uh, yeah. who asked? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Natalie? Was it was Natalie. It was Natalie yeah. who uh, who refused the jacket. Right. Yes. I'm not giving you my jacket. <laughs> Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, anyway, um, so that's that. You plug it in, you know, you do your thing. Here's the little word. The new word is tent, guys. Okay, Mm, mm, so we have mm. vote C, earn, toy, war, tent. As I've told you guys before, we're getting to the point where this game within the game is going to be in the game. So Can't wait to see that prediction come true. That's going to be great. Oh, this will be, yeah, this will be my Babe Ruth, like... (laughs) called shot <laughs> that'll, that'll be your sure. tiffany pointing at liana i knew it i knew it that's true yeah, that's i true. love it all right we'll where was the rebus i did i missed it oh uh, it was um it was on i hadn't did either i believe until... it was on it was a really quick shot i think it was when they were showing them uh going to the little merge feast tent ah. it was on the side of the actual little um what do you call that thing uh cabana like, like yeah um yeah, there's probably a yeah, who hut, knows? Yeah. Hut, hut, I guess. Sure. Yeah, it was on the top of it. Like, <laughs> but it was really quick. It was quick, like little pan shot. Like, it was there for a second, and then the whole game within the game popped up. But yeah, I had to go to the website, is what you're asking JD to actually do it. Okay, right. I didn't do it during the episode. Uh, even I'm not that great. Okay, uh, a lot of fun for a weird episode. Thank you so much to the live tribe for joining us here in the uh, in the stream team live on YouTube. Really appreciate it. Subscribe to No Buffs here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Send in your questions, nodunksattheathletic.com. Leave them in the YouTube comments below. Tweet them in. I think that's the best way, if I'm being honest, at nodunksinc. That's I-N-C. Questions about this episode or moving forward here. We'll be back next week. I think Jason is going to be back. I mean, again, uh, we'll see if he smashes the hourglass and, and we got to do this all <laughs> over again. But I actually am just now realizing this, that uh, Jason has been here the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just well, watching you say quietly. Anything? Yeah, he's pumped for the Knicks game tonight. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. He's, he's doing a great job of hiding. But uh, <laughs> in the spirit of Jason Concepcion, I would just like to remind everybody that the Bulls are back. Ooh. Uh, so we will see if uh, he tunes in next week after the big win tonight <laughs> for the Bullies. I, I can't wait. And, J.D., I'm loving your thoughts on this prediction of 
the the idols getting passed the immunity idols getting passed around little little game of uh of shells here shells that was okay, <laughs> game yeah. of shells. shells yeah that's what i'm saying okay not <laughs> too long we've podcasted way too much today yeah, the buddy. tribe has spoken